0: We're also brought to you by the SGPN Bowl Challenge. $250 cash and a $250 gift card are up for grabs exclusively in the SGPN app.
1: Hi, yo, DeGenerino is a welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode 257. It's going to go out to my co-host Gumby Vreeland who finally hit his Hungry Man Jong super fan parlay last night plus 1530 something. He, he'll tell you. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure he's dying to jump right in now and tell you what it was. 1534 to fight parlay. It hit over 15 times. your money. Luckily it seemed like quite a few uh, of his acolytes online actually followed his advice and, and took that bet. So, congrats to you as well um it was a wild wild night in the ufc Their last pay-per-view of 2022 definitely went out with a bang um yeah a wild night for for several reasons um what which which we will get into um i'm when your host jeff chalks fox who actually hit one dog last night i think yeah i almost hit two i should have hit two one was stolen out of my hands at the last last minute or so but uh, I wasn't totally, totally chalky. Um, but my uh, my co host, of course, um, got his butt kicked by me. But in real life, IRL, as the kids say, he seemed like he did pretty good because he was giving out some very specific prop bets in the slash discord last night, and they were hitting. It was almost like he knew in advance. Um, let's see if he really does. Uh, see into the future or not? We'll have to ask him that right now. It's the uh, Gumby God, Daniel Gumby realand Hello.
0: So first of all, yeah you did. Uh, I want to. I want to comment on the part where you said you did beat my butt I I, I agree. You you, as far as our hundred dollar pick ones did did in fact win, and actually on the recommended plays ones, technically you you won nice. this week.
1: Not technically,
0: but, but had these judges not had their heads <laughs> so far up their own ass uh and and actually watched the same fight we were watching i'm pretty sure that one uh bad decision is enough to have cost me against you across the board am i wrong about that
1: uh oh across the board no I don't like even so. on
0: even on the recommended place uh because um, that that was a hundred and ten dollar swing for me yeah, that's recommended true. place yeah, that's true. Um, which yeah. is uh probably a difference maker i would also say this real quick too um you mentioned the super fan John parlay plus 1534 uh, yep. for those counting at home. Uh, but I also, you, you dedicated the episode to me. I want to give a shout out to uh, Dave L who hit the, yep. uh, the super fan John parlay in sure the did. discord. And not only that, he said he was throwing an extra 20 bucks on it before the fights even started and if that extra 20 bucks hit it, uh, he was giving it all to charity. So like
1: right, that's right. That's, yes.
0: That's just like the goodness that exists uh around the holiday seasons in our Discord. Yeah. Once again, dot slash Discord. Uh, but yeah, like th- that deserves its own special kind of shout out. That that's the niceness that you often don't see in the world of uh betting money on people punching each other in the face. No, and especially <laughs> online
1: uh, online chat type boards too, uh, or any kind of online social media you usually don't see. Uh, don't see that that kind of generosity of spirit, but you definitely do in the SGPN uh, Discord. And then I saw someone tweet you. Was that a fake tweet that you got? Because I see it's deleted now. Someone tweeted you with some massive parlay they hit.
0: I I uh, don't know if that was real or not.
1: Because it's, uh, it's, it yeah. oh, it's gone now. I tried to find who it was. Yeah,
0: it's gone now. That's fake. that's tragic. Uh, yeah. may, maybe it was fake. So, sometimes yeah. people send fake slips to you, but um send the real ones. We like to yeah exactly.
1: Ones. Well, I got so many uh, that. Mutual acquaintance of ours uh, on Twitter. DM me. He he was just winning money. uh, Oh, yes. Hand over fist. Hand over fist last night. Um, Who was it in the Discord who? the, our super fan probably wasn't, no, wasn't enough for him. So oh, add, they, they add threw,
0: a, uh, they threw Yair yeah. Zinho Rosenstreich yes, in there and, and turned it too. into 34 to one or something yeah. like Do you remember
1: who that was or uh, will I have I'm, to look it up?
0: I, I'm going to, I'm going to get on it. I'll get okay. on it. You, you you just keep doing your, your usual
1: stuff. Oh, that means I have to talk then. All right. Yeah. So it was complaining about the judges. We didn't need the judges until the very end of the fight. So it, this could have been a disastrous night all around. If, uh, if we didn't have one two three four five six seven eight nine ten 10 straight finishes, um before uh, it, uh we actually needed the judges for our fight um and but when we did need the judges for the top two fights of the night they dropped the ball and we kind of left um the night with a with a i would want to see a sour taste in their mouths but not really because it seemed like everyone um made some pretty darn good money on the event from various various ways like i said gumby was giving up very specific uh prop bets that were that were hitting uh but one of them, of course, he's lamenting the one that did not hit, the one that would have turned the tide for him um, at the event. But anyhow, it was a fun and memorable event, uh, to say the least, which we'll recap with you in one moment after I tell you about Winbet and we'll let the intern do his, do his uh, research work. <laughs> it was Eric
0: Degenerate, uh, by the way. Eric, Eric Degenerate. Degenerate, yes, of course. Because <laughs> I said, of course,
1: he, of course he had to uh, make an extra bet because he's, his last name Degenerate, yes. Uh, hopefully, he did all that at Winbet, ready to win money and booster odds. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement to win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Looking to get involved in the same game parlay? WinBet is your home with their WinBet. Build your own bet, letting you customize the bet you want to make. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today. Receive a special offer of bet $100 or win $100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. You claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. Um, as, ex- as expected and predicted... The main event ended up in a draw. Um <laughs> Dana White's claiming it was a bad fight. I don't think it really was a bad fight. Um maybe once Ankalaev started fighting, um fighting smart, it, it was a it was a dumb fight. But regardless, it was a majority. Uh, sorry, it was a draw, a split draw. 48-47 for Blackovits, 46-48 for Ankalaev. 47-47 draw. Um what a mess. I was on Ankalaf's side. Amazon Black of its side uh, heading into the fight. Um, seems like everyone and their mothers were on um, inkolaev's uh, side that he won that fight. So uh, the fight between number three and number four for the title because that makes sense, uh, ends up in a draw. so now we're gonna get number two versus number seven for the title so <laughs> that makes that makes perfect sense as well. Go ahead, Gumby, break it. yeah. Down. Uh,
0: Yeah, I mean, like, break what? I mean, there's so much to break down much. Obviously, yeah, for those of you who didn't hear, Dana White hated this fight so much that he decided to immediately make another light heavyweight title fight uh, involving neither of these two guys. Sounds Um, like
1: a convenient uh, excuse for making a preposterous uh, title fight. Um, Yeah. Just so you hate the one that you saw.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing. I I don't hate the Glover versus Jamal Hill fight. Obviously, like, I hate that it, like, materialized from nowhere Uh, and and seemingly uh, to my not to my knowledge Jamal Hill did not know about this until it was on the broadcast Uh, because if you look if you look at um at his tweet as soon as that fight ended as a draw like he tweeted immediately after that fight ended as a draw hey let's put the belt on the line for me versus Anthony Smith like jokingly right like uh, me me versus Smith for the title question mark um and so, like, maybe they called him at that moment or something, but, like, seemingly he wouldn't have tweeted that out if Dana had given any inkling that he would be ripped from that card and put on one next month against Glover Teixeira. So, like, yeah, craziness altogether. All but that being said, let's get to talking about the fight. The, let's do that. The The weirdest thing for me is that, you know, I, I scored a Frank Goliath in real time, too, right? I, I gave him the, the first, fourth, and fifth. And I thought pretty clearly the fourth and fifth were obviously his yes you could make an argument for a a 10 8 fifth i didn't give him a 10 8 fifth but you could certainly make an argument for a 10 8 fifth but like two and three were clearly blankovic right yeah uh did you see the judges scorecards
1: yeah i can't remember it now because it's just it's maddening so
0: every single judge gave the first round to jan blankovic
1: I missed the first round, so I, I can't. Oh, dude, I only dude. saw highlights, so I can't. Uh, unfortunately, so I was, can't comment. So I'm relying on you. It
0: was so. Here's the thing: it was back and forth. The, yeah, that first round was close. It, it's a coin flip for me. You know, like if if you look at a whole bunch of different places where you you know people put down scorecards, like the, the first was arguably close. And if you had given it to Blankovic, which I agree you could have, I could see this ending in a draw. Right, one, two, three for Blankovic. Yeah. Four for 8, Ten, eight, fifth. Not right. how I scored it. And actually, scoring this for Blankovic, I don't think is wrong because one, two, three could go for Blankovic. And that's what Sal Diamatos had. Uh, and then the, the 10-8 last round, or Michael Bell had it, you know, one, two, three, Blankovic, 10-9 in the last round. So score it for him. But like, I don't know how you give the third to Ankalyev and give him the win. Like, Derek Cleary's scorecard, even though it went to the person who was, you know, in my opinion, supposed to win was weird and wrong. You know, like they, the third round, I, I can't see how you score it for in uh, and, and that's what ultimately gave ankolaev the win in that one. So yeah, r- like real weird scorecards here uh, yeah. out, out of these guys. I, and ones I don't necessarily agree with. Because if you give Blankovic the first here, I, I think at the bare minimum, this is a draw.
1: Yeah, I thought, I, I thought it was in the bag. You, you guys were... I must have, uh, I must, I must have been behind uh, watching unknowingly because you guys were all like, "Oh my god, I can't believe!" It. I'm like, "What?" I thought this was like cut and dry when the decision was was being announced. So, uh, and then I thought, "Oh, Blackovich won," and then and then they set a draw. So, which may have been even less uh, less um, believable than than Blachowicz just winning it outright. So, it was a push in the main event, which we don't want to see. Um, which means no bets happened no money was made no money was lost i was going to beat gumby there again uh but anyhow i don't think it was a bad fight i think dana white's just uh being salty or, or finding an excuse to move on to to the next two people
0: yeah i mean like so it was already kind of hinted that that uh brazil card was going to have one more one more title fight on it yeah like they showed a graphic i want to say it was at ufc 281 but now i don't remember they showed a graphic of the main card of that in TBA was the main event, not the Moreno versus Figueredo 4. So I think a lot of people mentally were like, oh, that must be Amanda Nunes. Uh, Oh, that must be Valentina Shevchenko. Or That must be like everybody started drawing their own conclusions. I don't think this was choice number one. I don't think this was on deck to be like, this is definitely what they're doing. But... With that being said, I think it wound up being really convenient for them to do it that way.
1: Yeah, they probably were hoping that someone, uh, last night's main event, ended quickly and someone didn't get hurt, and then they could have just shuffled it, them into right the Glover fight, which when that didn't happen, then Dana had to pretend it was a bad fight and uh, and move, uh, and pivot to the, to the next fighter. As as we like to say in the business world, pivot. Um, yeah, if you like leg kicks, it wasn't a bad fight.
0: <laughs> That's Yeah, I mean... It's fine yeah it, it, you're right I, I don't think it was ultimately like a bad fight but like when you need a vacant title to come out of here and in like be the headliner on a you know a pretty decent pay-per-view but like not a great one like how in the world like that's not the performance you want you know what i mean yeah. That that's definitely not the performance you yeah. want
1: well not, not the fighter's fault. They they uh, put it all on the line. So I was gonna mock you for. I guess I can still mock you for uh, believing in legendary Polish power. But his leg kicks were powerful, I guess. But
0: well, and 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 he didn't land any hands. You know what I yeah. mean? Like he, he's yeah. a guy like. Agaliyev was much better defensively than I thought he would be. Yeah. So like you got to give him that. Like he he was really good on defense.
1: Apparently, it's back of the line for these two guys. So. um yeah. Yeah. What do you, What do you
0: do with them? Do you Do you just exactly. run them against each other again for the number one contender now?
1: Which is what was supposed to happen the first time. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, who knows? If Dana hated it so much, then then you think you you wouldn't do that. So, um, yeah. These guys were a couple of the rare fighters who did not earn a, a performance bonus last night. <laughs> Same with the next two people who did not earn a performance bonus. Patty Pimlet beat Jared Gordon, as I predicted. <laughs> 29,
0: <laughs> 29
1: 28 across the board uh another one i watched the fight and then i heard who won i'm like what no because i wasn't watching it live so um that part at least i wasn't watching live i had pimblet minus 260 he won, and, and still uh does not look anywhere near uh what his his hype uh makes everyone believe he is um yeah jerry gordon pretty clearly wa- everyone says it's like the greatest robbery ever round one and round two were not like blowouts at all uh for Gordon I think Pimblet was Gordon was landing more but I think Pimblet was uh at least more visible damage Uh, he he was uh, he was scoring on on Gordon round three was basically nothing Gordon kind of lost the fight for himself there just by like uh, playing it safe and grappling not really doing much with his grappling um if if he had just kept fighting the way he was fighting all along he probably could have won that fight but I, regardless i i still think he uh, he did enough to win the fight he, he definitely won round three uh, despite how boring it was even though someone gave uh, one of the judges gave it to pimblet um i think gordon won two rounds to one as does every other person with a brain in their head online or elsewhere but anyhow pimblet won the fight and so i won my bet and gumby missed out on a plus 210 uh picked straight money line and a plus 450 a jared gordon via decision so that He's going to be a little salty. So go ahead.
0: I am a little salty. And I'll also say this about the scoring of that fight. Terrible scoring of that fight. Patty Pimblett. I can see giving Patty Pimblett the second. I cannot see giving him the first. I I do not think the first round was close. I think the first round was very clearly a Jared or a a Gordon round here.
1: Way more volume. Yeah.
0: Way way more volume. Way more damage. Like there's just like, there, there wasn't a justification to giving him that round. If they had given Patty the third round as Chris Lee did, the judge Chris Lee, yeah, I actually respect his scorecard a little bit because he he gave Gordon the first round as he should. He gave Pimblett the second round as he should, and I don't agree that Pimblit won the third. I, I gave the third to Jared Gordon. It was close. You could make an argument that like what Patty did on the feet after he got up from being like kind of dominated for like three straight minutes. Yeah, you, you could make an argument that round three was his. I don't think it's a very good argument, but you could definitely make that argument. But here's the thing is that two other judges gave Jared Gordon that last round.
1: Yeah. And
0: somehow he still didn't win the fight because they had already (laughs) given Patty (laughs) one and two, which is beyond me how he wins rounds one and two in that fight. Like that is round two is his round one was clearly not his. I I mean, I, I don't know what the judges were thinking here and it's like a, it's a bummer because like, I, I think ultimately, you know, everybody's going to, you know, beat the corruption drum again. And Hey, like maybe they should be, but like at the end of the day, the biggest problem is that we've got judges who don't know what they're watching. Yeah, uh, exactly. Because, you know, one of those judges who gave that 10 uh, eight or that uh 10 first round to Patty Pimblett, also, and I know we're not talking about Bellator right now, and I hate talking about Bellator.
1: <laughs> gave, <laughs> we're a going fifth, to gave a tomorrow, 50, don't you worry. Yeah,
0: right, right. They gave a he gave a 5045 card to the losing fighter in the main event of Bellator the you know, night before. He yeah. he back-to-back terrible scorecard days uh for Doug Crosby. And again, he's just getting assignments. So like what do you do about that?
1: Yeah, I the, the corruption thing is always um obviously that's what people want to want to jump to, but it's always that's always like the last thing I, I you you really should uh, point your finger at because it, it takes a lot to uh, usually uh, what is it, Occam's Razor the the most logical uh, explanation is usually the right one it's just it's judges stupidity. Who, yeah, stupidity stupidity exactly <laughs> it's stupidity the, it's the most likely
0: answer because I mean. <laughs> we, we've seen
1: we've seen plenty of decisions go to um, fighters that you you would expect the UFC to win we've seen plenty of decisions go against them and u f c just kind of ignores it and move, uh, treats the fighter like they want anyhow so the, they don't really need the judges to uh, uh to to be in in bed with them, so to speak, so I just think it's bad judging
0: yeah, I agree with you i I think it's real bad judging
1: yep, luckily, but they, they gaveth they taketh away this time they they took it from Gumby and they gaveth to me um next fight was stolen out of my hands, but it wasn't uh it wasn't due to judges San Diego Pozanbio after pretty much being battered for. How long we had uh 13 minutes, uh, 12 or 13 minutes of the fight, ended up TKOing a uh quickly tiring Alex Morono who took the fight on very short notice. He TKO'd on punches round three, two twenty-nine after Morono. I, I thought this one was in the bag. I was gonna hit a huge plus one. Well, huge for me, a plus one fifty-five underdog, but no, it was sadly taken away. But that's Gumby didn't didn't uh didn't get too many victories over me last night. So fine, we'll give you this one.
0: Well, you can give me this one in like seven different ways. Let me tell you all the different ways I, I okay. want to be given this one. <laughs> oh, you're going to be cocky about it, are you?
1: Okay, go ahead. Well, first of all,
0: uh, it, I I had this pick uh, exactly right on Verdict MMA this week. Perfect. Uh, so so yeah, I, I put in Santiago Ponzanibio by knockout in the third round. Oh
1: wow, very specific.
0: Very specific, uh, and and was like, yes, I'm super confident about this one. So, first of all, love that. Second of all, this is how I drew it up when we broke it down on Wednesday, right, or Thursday rather. Is I said we're going up to 180 pounds. We don't have to worry about Ponzanibio dealing with the pace of Alex Morano, where Alex Morano yeah. is going to tire him out constantly, and that's what happened, right? Like that that's what happened. Santiago Ponzanibio survived an early onslaught from Alex Murano and survived like the pace of Murano. And it turns out Murano couldn't keep the pace of Murano because of the weight cut. So like the, at the end of the day, you know, like sometimes uh, you know, the short notice thing works or it doesn't work or whatever, but like it worked in this specific case because it went up in weight class. So yeah, I I, like love the fact that Ebo still had power late um obviously like this doesn't do a lot for Ponzinibbio stock taking a short notice fight against an unranked fighter and not looking good about it but man dude he he just like he lined it up exactly the way he needed to in that third round and poured it on
1: yeah it just took him took a what 12 or 13 minutes to actually land it but he did land land it so props Uh, to whoever
0: got the under two and a half two there yes uh, he just (laughs) slipped it in they got it in under a second
1: (laughs) So I should have followed my stats and not and gone against the shirt notice fighter. But anyhow, it, it was it was a good pick. I think for... it was a good
0: I would say it was a good read on your part though, <laughs> Like he he was better, but oh, right? yeah. no doubt he was better.
1: Yep. So he he may have came out with uh with better stock than than the winner, actually. Um next fight, middleweight strikus duplessis, duplicity, excuse me. Uh, submission face crank, which means Darren tail gave up Because uh, <laughs> face crank, I guess is technically a submission, but uh, he face cranked Darren tail, who tapped immediately two forty-three into the third round fight probably could have, or should have been stopped in the first round because till uh, apparently verbally he was telling the referee, he was okay, but he wasn't really defending himself. And he was, he ate like 60 shots without landing, landing <laughs> one. It actually was 60 shots when the stat got flashed up at one point. Not like little shots. He was getting uh, smashed with 60 shots. His face was a disaster. His eye was a disaster. The ref, Mark Smith, who's turning into a um, Herb Dean uh, right before our eyes, uh, let it keep going. Um, Luckily, DDP ended up submitting him in the third round, 243 into it. We both had Dreykus Duplessis at minus 185.
0: Yeah, and it's super nice that Mark Smith let it keep going because a lot of the people in the Discord had uh, yep. Duplices, uh by submission, which was yep. plus 500, which was another uh, big score of the night. Yeah, it, and I, I just want to run back quickly what you said about the face crank not being a real submission. Do you remember when uh, when Nisha Surkinov got that on? Man, I can't remember what the poor soul he did it to. Yes. His and, name was, w- and he was ripped his jaw one? out. No, he yes. ripped his jaw
1: out. Yeah yeah i know uh, i was joking it, it's a real submission it's just not yeah, it one one that you're gonna um lose consciousness from i guess from pain you could but yes yeah you're, but yeah, everyone yeah. seems to think that till just had enough at that point
0: i mean he should have had enough he got a three-round <laughs> beat down um he I, I will give him a little bit of credit because he came out in that third round swinging like he wanted yep. to win that fight and he knew what he had to do um but it's, it's just not enough man like he he, and i know we keep talking about well he went this place and trained with this person and with this place and trained with this person but like the bottom line is is this dude was a way better welterweight than he yep. was a middleweight yeah like he, he has since going up to middleweight he has a split decision win over calvin Gastelum to show for it and that is it and don't get me wrong they're setting up with tough opponents but those are the tough opponents he was beating down at welterweight and stuff like that. He took one KO loss and was like, shit, I'm out of here. Uh, I can't do the weight cut, want to bulk up or whatever. And hey, you know, like, I get that people, you know, sometimes need to change weight classes because they're big for it. Or they, you know, it's not worth to keep cutting or whatever. But like, he doesn't look like he fits in this middleweight division, does he? No. Like, he, he he's not a ranked middleweight.
1: He's a top ten middleweight, apparently heading into the fight. I, I get so angry at you at you or people that, that do the rankings. Like he hasn't won in what three years or whatever I said, and he's still top ten. Come on.
0: Well, I will tell you vehemently that it is not because I have him in the top ten. Yeah. That is that he is a rank
1: period. So
0: that is a true fact that uh I do not have him in the top ten. Uh, I do think I had him at like fourteen or fifteen going into that fight. Um, because you know, like a win over Calvin Gastelum isn't nothing uh being that calvin it is middleweight and it is middleweight but (laughs) middleweight now has enough newbies that we need to phase out the darren Deals of the world right like yep duplices uh i already had in the rankings but i know some other people didn't so like he shoots up uh we'll talk about chris curtis later he shoots um, up edmund Edmund shabazian might be like almost back there um despite the fact that he's one in three in his last four because like you know, those three were against really high level opponents. And now he's looking like himself again. And like Moniz is now in the rankings and we saw Dalidzi jump into the rankings. So like there's young or young or new blood. Cause I guess Dalidzi isn't super young, but there's new blood popping in there.
1: Yep. So there could be hope just yet for middleweights. Um, what do you think? Of, quickly? What do you think of Duplice's, uh performance? It seemed to tire out in in the second round, but that's because the fight should have ended in the first. So,
0: yeah, he, he emptied the gas tank a little bit. He is a big dude, like yep. a big muscly dude. So, like, that, I mean, that might be a problem. Tires you out, forward. I heard.
1: It's what people say. Um, <laughs> they didn't last night, though. That They were on, they they're too busy on, uh, yeah. Anyhow, we don't need to talk about I, I
0: just hope PC. they don't give him, I, I just hope they don't run him against, like, a Roman Delizzi or yeah. uh, Andre Muniz. I, I hope they run him against one of the other, like, top contenders that we, like, kind of need to phase out of this like
1: yeah exactly getting
0: stagnant top of the division the Derek Brunson's and the Sean Strickland's and the yep. uh, you know Roman or uh not Roman delete Jared Cannoneers Marvin Vitoris, those kind of guys like run them against one of those guys run Chris yep. Curtis against one of those guys run Muniz against another one of those guys and let's hopefully weed out at least one or two
1: yeah, you, you want to keep the up and comers, uh, as many up and comers as as you can, as you can have. So uh, then to open up the main card, the pay per view portion, Ilya Topuria did what we hoped he did, what what we hoped he would do. Actually, he did more than we hoped he would do. He submitted uh, Bryce Mitchell arm triangle choke three ten into the second round. It was way better on the feet as we expected, and um, gave Mitchell more than he can handle on the ground as well ground and pounding him before he uh got the submission he seemed to very clearly want to get the submission rather than finish the fight via via strike so he is legit a legit prospect as i like to say
0: uh, you know so i i think he is a legit prospect and, and i've been banging the alia Edge drum a, a little bit longer i don't know how much this showed us though because i'll really? say this uh, yeah like and I, th- I i think he's phenomenal but here's the problem is that when we broke down this fight, I said Bryce Mitchell is going it is first of all isn't a finisher on the ground. Yeah. And it's not like he's just going to stall out Aaliyah Tapuria for 15 minutes, right? Aaliyah Tapuria wouldn't be stalled out for 15 minutes. And he's one eighth of the striker is Aaliyah Tapuria. So at the end of the day, we knew Tapuria was gonna torch him on the feet. The fact that he went to the ground and subbed him after he had battered him into you know the a shell of his former self. I don't know that that shows us Tapuria's sub game is like amazing. It's just showing us that like he had beaten him down. Yeah. And like we already kind of knew this about Tapuria, right? Like he did this to Damon Jackson. And yeah, Damon Jackson's a step behind Bryce Mitchell. But like when he fights guys who are, you know, a little bit more on the one dimensional side, who are better at one thing than the other, and he's good at both things, then yeah, like of course he's going to do this kind of thing to him. Like, but would he do this type of thing? To the guys in the top of the division, to the guys who are more well-rounded. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, if, if you decided to run him with, let's say Sadiq Youssef, uh, you know, a guy who's got some wrestling defense and can work on the ground and also might challenge him on the feet. Like, would he look this good? Uh, I don't know. Um, and, and like, so at the end of the day, I'm not sure how much this told us about Superia.
1: Wow. Look at you raining on our parade. Uh, okay. Who do you want to see him against next?
0: I mean, Sadiq Yusuf isn't a you bad, uh, a bad guess, but like, here's the other thing: like, I think the UFC loves this dude now um, yeah. that he, he went through and plowed through. So Sadiq Yusuf is actually two rankings below uh, Bryce Mitchell in the official ranking. So I think they're gonna catapult him up. It, it really feels like this has got a Chainsung Jung feel doing uh, to it, doesn't it? Like, sure, him versus Korean zombie Night-night. would be it'd be really violent you could put it on the headliner of a a fight night like yep. that, that that seems like the right move right now for alia to yeah.
1: sure book it all right we both went three and two on the main card uh we lost a fight we didn't mention this um daniel de da silva he's so totally cut now uh, He missed. yeah he's gone his <laughs> weight by three pounds uh, over the Absolute limit, and this is the lightest weight class, too. So three pounds means a lot more. He was 129 for a 126 pound fight. Um, and then he had uh, a medical issue after the fight, meaning he had uh must have weight cutting issues. So his fight versus Vinicius Salvador, which was going to be easy money for us, got canceled, and he's totally, totally going to get uh, going to get cut after that. So, um, all right, on to the prelims. Rela Rosas, after us crapping on him, we didn't really crap on him on the on the podcast in the, in the uh, discard, we were crapping on more boy egg in our faces. He made quick work of Jay Perrin, another face crank, uh, 244 into the first round. Uh, as you said in the uh, discard, boy, uh, he has improved this kid. So it's like almost like he's young and he's just learning. You want know, to know what the thing is that I think he improved the most
0: too. Cause I thought about this again, it, it, and I got this read completely wrong. Is that when he was on contender series, he was chasing submissions so hard. Yeah, I think because of the Contender Series thing now. That yeah, it's true. In retrospect, true. right? That like yep. for for so long, Contender Series was preached as this place that like you get a finish or you don't get a contract. It's clearly yep. not that anymore, but that's where it was to start. And uh, and he chased submissions so hard, he lost positions. He wound up on the bottom, and luckily yep. he was fighting a guy in Mando Gutierrez who like gave him some of those positions back. But I figured Perrin wouldn't give him those positions back. But here's the thing. The risk went out the door for him. He was like, I'm going to establish back control here. When he took the back, it wasn't take the back and jump right to the neck. It was take the back, secure yourself on the back. And that, for me, is the difference maker. He he looks incredible when he's doing that, when he decides to establish position. So maybe – Maybe we didn't set the ceiling high enough on on yeah. Raul Rosas. Like this this version of him is going to give a lot of people problems. I think I, I still obviously have questions about like what happens when somebody stuffs his takedown. But like now that he is fighting within himself, he he is a tough out for people on the mat.
1: Oh yes, uh, he clearly was uh, last night. So hopefully they keep. Uh, giving him um, matchups that that uh, will challenge him slightly, but but aren't too much of a step up because he's still actually obviously maturing physically and, and mentally. But yeah, um, you know, what would
0: be a fun fight for him. I don't ahead. need to match make for an eighteen year old kid who's had one UFC fight, but uh, him and Brady Heastand would be a really good fight. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because uh, like uh, somebody else who can like grapple with him a little bit and will force him to fight. Uh, a little bit more dangerously, um, and might even force him the box a little bit. Um, and, and I also think if Brady were to pass that test, you'd like have some real faith in where that kid's going, too.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, that's probably a reasonable step up too in competition for. Yeah. Without going uh, too high. For Mister Mister Chrosis, uh, Jozinho Rosenstrike, as as I predicted, <laughs> um, proved that the Dawkins brothers' chins are a a combined chin. Uh, apparently, maybe they're they're secretly twins, and they have a. That telepathic telepathic um thing where really they telepathic, telepathic chin telepathic <laughs> chin yeah telepathic oh there's a good title telepathic chin uh anyhow Doc has got rocked by a jab which is never good i i know this is heavyweight uh, so jabs are a bit different in heavyweight but this te- this is a, a thing we have seen before when when fighters start getting rocked by jabs then yeah it, it's definitely a not a good sign so anyhow um, rose strike came out like a house on fire um totally non-Jarzinho-Rosa yeah, per- per- performance and <laughs> just blitzed. Uh, Dalkus slipped a couple of punches into the back of his head, but hey, who, who's uh, who's who's counting? It's, uh, the ref apparently wasn't counting. 23 seconds into the fight is all it took. World strike one and got me a minus 175 hit and got Gumby a loss, which yeah, is the most important thing.
0: The the back-to-back losses here for me, both uh, both the winning fighters just came out with, very different strategy yep. than i saw right like rosa's yep. composed taking the back sinking his position rosa strike for the first time in like i don't know four fights comes out like a bat out of hell like where, where did this come from dude where where was this when you fought uh curtis blades where was this when you fought um i, I mean like go back to the Overeem fight where is this in the Overeem fight where was this in the Volkov fight where was this in like any of those fights before i would have loved to see this rosen streak he has a high ceiling if he lets go uh and sometimes he just doesn't so yeah i mean good for him on this one uh the the punch that landed yeah didn't appear to be all that heavy of a punch but this dude hits so hard and that's why it's so frustrating when he doesn't let him go
1: yep perhaps he was thinking he was getting paid by the minute uh and someone let him know no actually you get paid the same dude you probably get paid (laughs) probably get paid more because you get a bonus if if you uh put the foot on the gas so um doc is three straight knockout slash tko losses not good no
0: he did hint uh in the pre-fight interview about possibly being able to make 205 maybe that's the move for him because the, the you know, classic
1: like, des- desperation move That's drop a weight class i mean it's, <laughs> that fighters you, like you could move.
0: call it a desperation move but this guy has always been an undersized
1: heavyweight right he's loose chunky
0: Yeah, he's loose chunky. He's (laughs) he's not particularly ripped in any way. Like he doesn't have like big muscles. He's only weighing in in the two like low two forties every time, and you know he's obviously not cutting any weight. Like maybe just starting to bulk up the cardio and see what he can do at two oh five. Because yeah, it does feel like he's just running into the heavy hitters here, and it ain't gonna go well.
1: Start realizing you're a pro athlete and start acting like one, maybe. Um... Yeah,
0: well, like heavyweight it's hard too because like. Like, if he did do all of the cardio he should do to before a fight and he, he yeah. did all of that kind of stuff, he's still a very small dude
1: for the heavyweight yes.
0: decision. So, yes. it was either caught or, like, what's kind of the point to be a 130-pound heavyweight, you know?
1: 130-pound heavyweight would, would be something to see. How about 230-pound heavyweight?
0: That's what I mean, 200. You, <laughs> you, you caught my drift. <laughs> That's all right.
1: Um, yeah. So, anyhow. is Brothers are on the fade list until further notice. So uh, I'm sure Gumby is going to, I have a feeling you're going to find a way to pick one of these guys. though. you're going to talk yourself into it. And I'm going to tell you, no Gumby, they're going to, I mean, you, no, know they're going to get knocked if you, out.
0: If you throw him down at light heavyweight, there's guys <laughs> that like, pick Chris is over. <laughs>
1: yeah. Cause his chin will be better after, after weight cutting for sure. So, well, um, I mean,
0: but there are some dudes at light heavyweight who don't have hands. So
1: <laughs> that's true. That's true. This man has hands. He's back. Eben Shabazian is back as we hoped. TKO punches Dolce Lugi and Bula. definitely not looking like a champion again. Uh, Four forty-one into the second round, uh, Shabazian looked good, as as like as I said, as we hoped and as we thought would would happen with his change of scenery and his uh, time off to actually refine his game. Looks totally different too now with with the beard and everything. Minus three hundred five. That's fine. Well, we'll we'll take our minus three hundred five and uh, proclaim that Shabazian could be back.
0: I think he had a beard before, but it was just scraggly.
1: Okay, yeah, he's a man I mean, now. I that's what, all.
0: Yeah, yeah. he's still he super also, young. So, I will also say he looks physically different. Like, yes, looks he did. Like yeah,
1: he, totally he got different. in
0: a strength and conditioning program or something like that, and like now looks like he's supposed to. Um, well, he's 25,
1: still. that's the thing. So,
0: yeah, like maybe, yeah, maybe it's strength and conditioning, and he's just like growing into a grown man's body. But, like, he, I mean, he looked good, he looked like I was kind of hoping he would when I picked him. Uh, and and I'll just say, like, I, I think at the end of the day, this move to Extreme Couture are going to be so good for him. They got to fire Dolcher, right? I don't mean to start firing people today, but, like, they got to fire Dolce. this the
1: season? Fire him.
0: That's that's four in a row. Uh, Is it? Okay, yeah. I was
1: looking four, at my chart.
0: Yes. Four in a row and three straight finishes. Uh, then
1: you got to go.
0: And not even to, like, it's not like he's losing to, like, world beaters out here either. It's like Marc-Andre Berrio and Puna Soriano.
1: Like Puna, bar, had, come on.
0: Puna, Puna had lost two in a row, too, and then he knocked out Dolce. So, yeah, yeah I, I think that's probably it for him.
1: All right. Definitely. Um, Boy, the next fight. This this was this was our first big hit of the night, I think. Middleweight's Chris Curtis. Every, a lot of people were in on the knockout prop for the underdog, so you got good money for knockout for there. And he came through. 249 in the second round over at Joken Buckley. There was some consternation because he... Buckley was was way more active, which is what we uh, we were worried about, especially Superfan Jong that was worried about. But Curtis came through plus one thirty five. Thank God, love the guy. love watching him fight. Um, and that, that's a big hit for us. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing more Chris Curtis, yeah.
0: and it was especially a big hit because it was the second part of that super fan Jong right uh, hungry man parlay. Yep. I will say, did you so when I watched the first round, you're right, Buckley was way more active. I personally. Thought I was going to score that round for Chris Curtis just because yeah when too. he yeah when he landed it was big none of the judges did it's worth noting they all yeah, what Buckley. a shock. yeah ter- terrib- so we were shock. right
1: that means probably then that, that we
0: should be worried about the volume of Buckley um, no we,
1: we were we were right with scoring it for a Curtis if the judges run oh list. yeah
0: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah um but yeah no great he's always got knockout power this is what I said when I picked yeah. him and and why I told you to take him by knockout which durable two seventy five crazy durable. And can always catch you and hurt you. Uh, yep. he, he's a dangerous middleweight fan.
1: Yep, he definitely is. So, looking forward to seeing more of him going forward. Uh, so that was the early, sorry, the regular prelims. Early prelims, Billy Q hit this one too. Billy Corintillo, TKO, knees and punches for the great ape, Alexander Hernandez. So <laughs> we had fun with his nickname on uh, on Discord 430 into the second round um did you hear joel rogan saying how look, it looked like well. alexander <laughs> alexander's weight cut he looks like he did it the correct way right after uh gumby posted a photo on in the discord of of how emaciated he looked on the scales the day before
0: well and and also i'm just gonna say this how do you look at somebody on fight night and say it looks like he did it the right way
1: because he looked big i think is it's all he's all he's yeah but,
0: but like and that's that's sort of my point here too is that like if he had looked notably trimmer which he didn't he still has that like really no. weird torso that looks like it's mostly rib cage <laughs> um yep. but like if, if he had looked noticeably trimmer like I, I don't know what you could say looks like he did it the right way because, he looked
1: the same basically yeah
0: yeah yeah. he looked the which same which means when he, in he the
1: just he just cut more uh more extreme weight, which is why he looks so bad on the scale the day before.
0: Yeah, well, and, and that's the thing for me, too. Like, if you saw him on the scale, that's how you can tell he looked like he did it the right way or not. And for yes. me, that looked awful. So for Rogan to say that, first of all, is a wild claim. And then also it was directly proven untrue <laughs> six seconds later because he's fighting a gritty fight against Billy Quarantillo, which we said yeah. he was going to do. And then he got knocked out late because he tired out, which we said he was going to do. So, Yep. Yeah, could not be a worse cut for Alexander Hernandez. That dude doesn't belong at forty-five. I don't care no. how hard the weight cut was for him; he's just not going to hack it there.
1: Yeah, it's almost like the telecast would, would be better with you and I sitting in the seats beside uh, and it definitely would be funnier and probably would be better. <laughs> uh, actually, definitely would be better uh, analysis too because we kind of we kind of pay attention to things. Yeah, we just, we, like, we, we almost pick a yeah, narrative. It's,
0: yeah, yeah, it's 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 crazy that we don't just say things to say things. We I just do. Talk som- about- I, I do. Sometimes mm. I say things to say things. Sometimes. It's true.
1: We don't <laughs> talk about, uh, Pimblit's chin being high. Yeah, we know you've talked about it the whole fight. That's not like, there's more going on in the fight than Pimblet uh, with chin up by the, uh, anyhow, they, they, they pick one narrative and that's, they hammer it the whole, the whole fight. So anyhow, Billy Q looked good though. Uh, yeah. like that guy got us a nice one, sixty five minus one sixty five hit, uh, TJ Brown, made us look bad um actually eric silva made us look bad silva did not look good in this fight did not look like to say he didn't look like he wanted to be there but he, he had no sense of urgency um he he was satisfied with you know being on his back satisfied like uh long stretches not doing anything and he got himself submitted arm triangle choke 341 in the third round he was going to lose the fight um as it was if it went to the well who knows with those judges but he should have lost the fight if it went to the judge's decision not a not a good UFC uh, debut for him. I didn't even look like it was. I don't even know if we can chalk it up to uh, Octagon jitters. He he just didn't do anything and seemed happy with not doing anything.
0: Yeah, so uh, I can comment on that because I looked at all the scorecards. He was okay. down two two rounds to none on every single judge's scorecard. Yeah. Here's uh, I'm gonna throw real weird props that I don't think anybody's ready for me to throw out here. I'm gonna shoot out props to Dana White for being right on one. Uh, really, I very rarely do. When when Eric Silva was on Contender Series, he looked like a man possessed. He won in 92 yeah. seconds, I think it was. He, he beat uh, Anvar Bornazarov, uh, who was a kickboxer. And after the fight, Dana said he thought about not giving Eric Silva a contract yeah. because he fought a dude who is not in the right weight class, who is inexperienced, and who is a kickboxer. And that fight didn't really show him anything. And he's not sure he's actually that good.
1: Hey, he was right.
0: I, I think he's right.
1: Why did we I, listen?
0: I I think I think Dana White was right. Because oh not that, that TJ Brown didn't go in with a good game plan. Or TJ Brown didn't do the right thing here. He did. He 100% implemented his will the way he wanted to. I think Eric Silva might be overrated. I, I think he might not be as good as I thought he was.
1: Because he fought. He He got dominated by a guy who was interviewed by dan shortly before that so it should have hey like, hey
0: billy hey. q was on my show too it's true he well, was on my show it was good day too for
1: strong t- for any curses
0: yeah good good day for ttp guys it was
1: <laughs> and then in the opener gumby with this silly pick uh Stephen coslow who, who looked game but um he yeah he very sloppy hopefully this was just uh short notice and and he thought he was going to gas out. So he was just trying to get finishes, but yeah, he was giving up position uh, continuously in the grappling. Cameron Simon came through TKO knees and punches, basically almost a duplicate of his contender series fight where he gets dominated the whole fight and then comes through with a win at the end. This was four thirteen into the third round. Lucky for me, I had uh, Simon at minus three fifteen. gummy was so salty about this on the discard. He was like firing at me and, and, you're really really adding me well well
0: so i i i I, I don't mind missing a pick but i I don't take well to gloating over a pick that (laughs) that largely won because he got to concuss his opponent illegally uh mid-fight oh yeah that's right
1: yeah that knee was brutal
0: yeah it was a brutal knee he didn't take the dq uh he got back into the fight and you know i i actually take a little umbrage with saying he tired out because i don't think he (laughs) tired out i think he was getting knocked out yeah he was concussed um because he was winning the fight until that point that's that's the bottom line yeah it's like and he even asked can i have that position back and they said no not if i'm gonna take the point away then you don't get the position and like when he was in on a takedown he finished him when he was on top you're right he sometimes got swept particularly when he was getting the mount. he was having a tough time yeah but at the end of the day like He's a better grappler than Simon. I think yeah. he was going to beat Simon in that fight. He was even in close on a couple of chokes that he was trying. Like, I think Stephen Coslo wins that fight nine times out of ten. And, and I think he would have won that fight. You know, give him another try. Uh, but, like, yeah, what a what a disappointment that that fight didn't go DQ or something like that. I, I yeah. continue to think that Cameron Simon is going to get blasted by any wrestler in that division.
1: Yeah. Well, he's definitely scrambly. We'll get we'll give him that, and he definitely well, like, carries his power late into the into the fight. But yeah, you, you don't want to get dominated. These are the fights that that you're that are supposed to build you up and you know uh, get you ready for the real challenges, and <laughs> there are already challenges for him.
0: Yeah, scrambly at at thirty five is not not enough to get you by though. You know what I
1: mean? Like it, yeah, he's in a shark. Uh, tank of a division for sure.
0: Like, like no, no joke. Like, l- let's talk about him and another weight. Raul Rosas Jr. was also on this card. They're yep. relatively the same age. They're the same weight class. Who would you pick in a fight?
1: Ah, uh, yeah,
0: that's dude. Rosas had murder that kid. And yep. Like, and and I like Simon. He looked good on the feet. Like, but he needs to be able to stop a takedown. He fought yep. a dude on short notice who dominated him on the ground until he hit an illegal knee. Like. Yep. Yeah, like he's got to figure it out.
1: He definitely, definitely does. I figured it out last night. Eight and three, $183. Seven Wanned and four. A, a <laughs> six and five for Gumby, but really seven and four. Seven four and four. Times. <laughs>
0: uh, no, I
1: should have the ankle. lab one. So there you go. Um, they give it the take it away. So a 65% hit rate for me, 59 for Gumby overall. I'm. There's a chance I could still break even Gumby. I got to win. I'm down 295 bucks. So Oh, you can the- do that. I know. I've done it before. I wonder if I can pull it off. We'll see. One last fight card of the year. Gumby's down 3,100. Little, little tougher uh, sled for you. <laughs> uh, recommended plays. Gumby hit one of his plays. um Two. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so he lost 22, 23 bucks. So you're down 274 bucks. You're really going to have to pull a miracle off uh, the last uh, event of the year. I am almost back to even. I'm down four bucks. So, because I hit all three of my. Well, so I had Salvador. That, that fight fell off. Uh, I hit all three of my other recommended plays, so I won 41 bucks. So I've almost dug myself out of the hole, which I just went into last week. So, all right, wild event. Um, oh, bonuses. Everybody got bonuses. Danax, like he's so generous, uh, giving people $50,000 bonuses. So uh, DDP, tail fight of the night, fitting. I, 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 uh, I thought it was going to be Curtis Buckley, but Curtis KO'd him uh, before that happened. Um, and then every, every finish got a bonus. Ponzanibio, Tapuria, Rosas. Rosenstrike, Shabazi, and Curtis, Quarantilo, Brown, and Simon. Basically the way it should be every fight card. If you get a finish, you get money, uh, which is what some of the smaller promotions do. All right, brings us to the last card of the year, UFC Fight Night. Cannadier versus Strickland coming down this coming Saturday, the 17th from the UFC. Apex made a man. Jerry Kennedy versus Sean Strickland, which is fitting since their name and faces are on the poster. And we got Armin Zarukian versus Damir Ismagulov. Amir Albazi, Alessandro Costa. Alex Caceres, Julian Arosa. That should be a fun one. Uh, Drew Dober, Bobby Green. Michael Olasechuk, Cody Brunage. Um, That's the main card. Prelims, Cheyenne Vlizmas versus Corey McKenna. Jake Matthews, Matthew Semmelsberger, Julian Marquez, Darren Wynn, Syed Nurmagomedov, Nir, that that's it. I know that guy. Uh, for Yokup Kok Kakrachmanov, Hoffa Garcia, Hazar Mahashate. I can't remember how to say that.
0: I think it's Ma- Mahashate if I remember correctly. Yes, Mahashate, correctly. yes.
1: I think he just goes by Mahashate too. No first name. Uh, Renat Fakhrid. Fuck Ret Dinov versus Brian Battle. Brian Battle's back, which is nice. Manila Cape, David Dvorak, Sergey Morozov, Journey Newsom. The prelims may interest me more than the main card, actually. I
0: don't know. I'm really excited about Armin Sakurian versus Demir Ismagulov, it's like a sleeper good fight. Yep. Um. Th- those two are like maybe two of the more underrated lightweights. I'm also really interested in. Uh, I mean, I'm interested in every Julian Arosa fight after what he just did to <laughs> yep. Hakeem Dawido. Like, that, dude that that fight blew my mind. How good he looked against Hakeem Dawido. He's now what is he five and one in his six fight stint in the UFC, uh, including beating Charles Jourdain by submitting him, beating the hell out of Dawido. You know, he knocked out Nate Landwer, who, which now that aged super well. Like, yeah, I, I'm so interested in what Arosa does.
1: We shall see what he does Saturday night. So that will be our last UFC of the year. And then um, then we're dark for, well, we're not dark. We're going to keep uh, sticking our podcast New Year's every four times a week. But um, UFC goes into their quote-unquote off-season for uh, four weeks or so. Um, all right. What else can I tell you? We'll be back uh, tomorrow, actually. Uh, we're going to get you some KSW picks. KSW is running, is it their last one of the year?
0: Uh, yeah, this is their last KSW of
1: the year. Yep. They're running a big event uh, next week, which we will give you picks for. We'll recap uh, Gumby's Bellator picks, which, which which went very, very well for him because he is a secretly a Bellator stan. <laughs> so, uh, we told you about Discord, Twitter, SGPN, MMA, uh, Gumby Vreeland, and Jeff Fox Writer. That's all the Twitter accounts you should follow. Read all our stuff, com. Gumby and I cover many, many sports, not just MMA, but many other sports as well. Um my substack, money Last pick'em contest of the year will be running this week. So get in there at the very least, play the pick'em contest. And Gummy's got the top turtle on MMA podcast, which we'll tell you more about later on in the week. Um when uh when we can when it's actually in the feeds and you can you can listen to it right away. So um we haven't said it yet. So, uh, as I bid you farewell, I will say I am, I will remain Obi Wan Shinobi, the pillow, Jeff Fox. He will remain Gumby God, Daniel Vreeland, AKA the great ape. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.